listener production. Stand by for 20 minutes free from news, weather, work and anything related to responsible adulting. Just enough. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Yes, hello. It is your boys Matt and Alex here, which are... Very excited to be back after what was a pretty special week last week, Alex Dyson. That's right. If you don't know anything about us, probably a good episode to listen to or a really bad one. What, what's good, better? A good <laughs> week. There was a whole week. There was a, there was a week where we answered your questions, mm. your Ask Me Anythings, even Bron got involved. So if you want to know the answer to questions like, um, well, for Bron, uh, tell us what you were doing before producing All Day Breakfast. Uh, then listen to last week. Actually, no, you didn't answer that question, did you, Bron? <laughs> no. What were you doing? What were you doing before all day breakfast? I worked at the same company, but in a different department, in and a more boring doing, department. And what were you doing before that, Bron? Oh, I don't want to. I was working for a somewhat controversial news company <laughs> that I don't believe in. Oh, your true opinions finally revealed. Don't get is. me cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we are all here for you for a big Monday show, regular programming resuming, and uh, very excited with what we've got coming up, Matthew. We might as well dive straight into it, hey? This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Alex Dyson, have you ever found yourself in one of those situations where the person that you brought to the party has ruined it? <laughs> um, no, I usually associate with, um, with decent law-abiding uh, friends. Wait a second, have I ruined a party that you've invited me to? Um... I think I've been close, surely. No, I don't think so. Not that I recall. I just don't invite you to many parties. <laughs> For that reason. And so does that mean that you have it or it means that you did the first time? <laughs> I can't remember. No, look, um, I'm noticing at kids' parties these days as well, piñatas are big. Have you noticed the rise in the piñata? I haven't been to too many kids' parties recently, no. Well, I don't, I, when we were growing up, do you remember ever having nah. piñatas? Pass the parcel, mate. That's it, right? Yep. And ki- like piñatas were something that American kids mm-hmm. who, you know, went to college later <laughs> in their life or were having some out of it came or, candy. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like we never did piñatas and uh, yet now they honestly seem to be uh, at every single kid's party. Um, speaking of America and piñatas, in piñata news, <laughs> in case you're wondering, um, there's been a bit of piñata news recently. Uh, Argentina's leading presidential candidate, Javier Millet, uh, demolished a piñata of the central bank on live TV as some kind of um, symbolism, which I'm sure you can probably understand. Well, what was it filled with? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It would be... Kind of funny if it was filled with money, hey. Yeah. And suddenly everyone, all the crew from the TV show start like scrounging it up. Well, I just, I just remember the, the little kid who had a Spider-Man piñata instead of what, like give, give him a stick and go, here you go, kid, whack the Spider-Man. And he puts the stick down and gives, gives the piñata a hug. And it's just like, from there, piñatas should have just been over. It should have just been done. That kid just broke the piñata industry. Do you know what? I'm so glad you said that story because in my head, I honestly thought you were going to say that he broke open the piñata and little spiders came out. (laughs) (laughs) I was honestly going to be like, that's the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. That is a very funny (laughs) image of giving a child a stick. Hit the Spider-Man. All right, what's in the Spider-Man? You'll see. (laughs) So many little spiders. All the kids are running. Ah! 
Um, yes, you know, in in San Antonio, the they um they made the world's biggest pinata. Actually, how big are we talking um, here? Eighteen hour days, no sleep for nearly a week. Ruby Ortiz and her team of thirty artists from the San Antonio's Man- Massa Collective Just paper mache, ten stories high. <laughs> what did they hit um, it with? They made it official on two a at two a.m. on Thursday, August thirty first, at the uh, San Antonio Chara Arena on uh, the city's south side. All right, questions: What was it in a shape of? What was in it, and what did they hit it with? It was a big corn cob, <laughs> <laughs> big sort of circular cob of corn. It was to celebrate the new flavor from corn nuts, the Mexican style street corn. Now there's a buddy marketing <laughs> idea. <laughs> There it is. It's why they get paid the big bucks. Um, lucky it wasn't a hot day. Otherwise, it would have been the biggest <laughs> popcorn pinata. 13 dead, 24 <laughs> injured. In a world's biggest pinata incident. <laughs> Just explodes. Mm. So in order for the world, in order for it to be the world record, um, it had to dangle for more than 30 minutes. <laughs> And items had to fall from the structure. After being hit. <laughs> yeah. So with hundreds of bags of corn nuts spilling from inside. It must dangle for 30. <laughs> <laughs> so who is at the world records being like, nah, not enough dangle. <laughs> 15 minutes, not enough dangle. 45, a bit too long to dangle. <laughs> Final measurements were a sum of 54 metres tall. 54, that's more than four stories. The pre- no, t- 10 stories. The previous stories. world record was held by M&Ms, uh, who had 46.72 meters. You whack that and you just, and heaps of white wrappers <laughs> fall out. <laughs> I think I'm going to take, I would take M&Ms over, <laughs> oh, what, <laughs> actual Marshall Mathers. For. Yeah, yeah, just Marshall Mathers <laughs> hitting the floor <laughs> everywhere. Well, I'd prefer that than lots of mum's spaghetti falling out all over the place. That'd be a bit much. Yeah. Oh, yuck. <laughs> all over my jumper. Um, all right. <laughs> anyway, look, well, so well, the point of this whole story. Like, we've been talking for six minutes now. <laughs> no, it's just a short story, honestly. The whole point is that Sophia was like we went to a friend's ninth birthday and Sophia's only four years old. We're family friends with these right. friends. And the daughter's like nine and she had her whole school friend group. Like there were so many nine year old kids there mm. all running around everywhere. Four year old Sophia, right, is 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 invited mm-hmm. as one other like one of two four year olds there. And because they're being nice to Sophia, they're like, oh here you go. Do you want to hit the pinata first? Or like the the, right. the, the family's four year old hits the, the the pinata first, and then they're like, okay, here little girl, do you want the you know to hit the pinata second? And Sophia gets the stick, whacks the pinata off the hook, it breaks, falls to the ground. So the the rope breaks rather than the actual pinata. Yeah, the pinata doesn't break so open. So it doesn't make it's thirty minutes of dangling. <laughs> the hook breaks off. It can't be hung up anymore. So the so I brought Sophia along to this family friends party. She's not only she's not even like technically one of the proper guests. Mm. They've been kind to her. There's a lineup of nine-year-old girls waiting to give this pinata whack, and Sophia just whacks the thing off the hook. It can't be hung up anymore. What did they do? What did they do? The dad is like, do I hold it like by <laughs> his hand while kids are whacking it with a stick? That's dangerous. 
eventually it's the they dangle it up so lightly and the next person who hits it off it just it just breaks and Again. the whole thing's over and it was like I'm so sorry that the person who I've invited ruined the fun here well that is the question when is the friend you invited ruined the party Adrian said I was the plus one to a wedding of a random couple I didn't know I ended up vomiting all over the dance floor oh Adrian it's weird that you're even like allowed it's rare that you're allowed to bring an unknown plus one to a wedding yeah the plus that's one not, usually vetted that's not a cheap ticket and certainly not when you're getting the cleaning fee <laughs> and you clear the dance floor Jack said I went to a farm party and invited my mates as a plus one. He ended up driving the host's tractor into the dam. What? <laughs> that is an expensive plus one. Oh, no. Wow. Oh, all the factors of why I love tractors. <laughs> Barry, my friend brought his new housemate to a party. The guy then started stealing stuff. Oh, no. We caught him, though. <laughs> Which is probably even just more awkward. <laughs> That's... Are you stealing that? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Emily, you've got a friend who you invited who was a bit of a menace. It wasn't me who invited him. Um, it was um, a friend of ours. We have like this AFL grand final day party. It's like been running in our group of friends for about like 10 years. Mm. And then a friend of ours was like, oh, I'm going to bring someone. We're like, oh, okay, no worries. Like it'll be fine, surely. Um, and, uh, yeah, we get there, all good, you know, great afternoon. And then um, he finished his beers and then just started stealing everyone else's beers. Uh, oh, a little oh, beer, look, I mean, a bit of a little beer come goblin. Come on, Emily, who hasn't stolen a couple of someone else's beers? Right? Totally fine. Not a problem. Okay, fine. Steal some beers. Then he started hitting on um, all of the girls that were at the party. Now, these girls are all in relationships, and he even put his arm around and was, like, cracking on to the host's wife. All right. Oh, cracking some beers. Okay. Cracking on <laughs> some uh, attendees. Is this where it ended? I'm, I'm hoping he just left no. I'm hoping someone put oh. their arm around him and said, Mate, you've had a bit too much. What you're doing is inappropriate. We've ordered you a cab. It's time to go home. And that is exactly what happened. So we sent him off home with the friends that invited him. And then later on, you know, kick-ons happen. We're having a good night. I go to check my phone. Now, we all know, you know, you've got that little room, like the room in the bedroom where, you know, everyone's got their bags stored. My bag was in there. Went inside my bag to look at my phone. Boom. Gone. Now, everyone... Everyone at this party, we know. So <laughs> maybe someone's just gone home with my phone. That's random. <laughs> Jump on my uh, partner's find my iPhone. Yeah. And um, it was at that mate's house. My phone was at the mate's house. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> was this some sort of uh, accidental um, mistaken identity of phones here, Emily? I can't, well, like deep, deep in a handbag. Come on. Surely <laughs> not. Mm. So then anyway, get in the cab, rock up there, banging on the door, you know, open up. It's just, it's just us. Mm-hmm. And the dodgy guy opens the door. My partner's like, where's the phone, you know? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I never took a phone, blah, 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 carrying on. Anyway, I look and this guy is naked from the waist down. Like his balls were out. <laughs> 
Oh, no. <laughs> I'm yelling at my partner. He's naked. He's naked. Anyway, <laughs> the friend whose house it is opens the door and she's like, what's going on? And, you know, we were like, he's taken our phone, my phone. See, check his pockets. Check his pockets. He doesn't have any pockets. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, that's what I went to look for. There's no bloody pockets. Yeah. Check the brown pocket. Go. <laughs> Put the gloves oh, on. He can, can keep it if it's there. You know? <laughs> anyway, so we head upstairs under the pillow, my phone. Under the pillow. <sighs> under the pillow. He'd been sleeping with it. Which oh. Is, uh, <laughs> was your friend was your friend with him? Like, is that why he was naked? I know they were in a separate bedroom. She's got okay. a partner. They were in a separate bedroom, so he's just stripped off on the couch. Like he's, he's doing the nude bed. sleep on the couch. That's a <laughs> yes. No, that's who leather is this guy? <laughs> leather couch. Too. Oh, oh. on the <laughs> leather. Peel himself off to get up and answer the door. Okay, and then so so you find your phone. Please tell so me that's the phone. end. Oh, one last little tidbit. My friend goes, oh, do you want a glass of water while you're waiting for, um, you know, the cab to pick you up? Yeah, yeah, no worries. She walks into her kitchen and steps in something warm and yellow. Oh, my God. The biggest. <gasps> Who is this guy? <laughs> The biggest drunken, like, just what absolutely a, let it all go, Pierce. Absolute liability. <laughs> have, you, have, have you ever encountered him since or have you, like, because no. that's the sort of thing that once they're out of your life, you actually don't mind, like, asking, inquiring about them afterwards. Like, you're like, hey, has uh, Malcolm ruined anyone else's life recently? Like, what's going on with that guy? I know, right? We bloody hightailed it out of there with my phone. And have never heard from him again. And it's like this running joke in our friendship group. Every time someone wants to invite someone to AFL Grand Final, we're like, oof, well, you know, we had this happen once before and <laughs> better not be that guy. <laughs> well, it's coming up. Uh, what is it? September <laughs> 31st or yep. September 30th. So oh, I'll keep you guys in the loop. <laughs> yeah, we'll check in with you afterwards to make sure nothing untoward happened. Thank you so much, Emily. We'll chat to you later. No worries. Thank you. Bye. I pity the fool. Click, click, click. 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 Click, click, and so we make Bron do it because we're still kind of interested. Yeah, we do want to know what's been happening in the world of uh, terrible news. So, producer Bron, what have you been clicking? So, this is from Seven Life. Headline, Sophie ordered a $28 tuna tartare at a restaurant. She was shocked by what she was served. <laughs> was it not a tuna tartare? <laughs> I'd um, be very shocked if it wasn't. Yeah, that, that, would be, that would be newsworthy. Um... I guess if if the tuna was so tartare that it was literally still alive, like if you, if you asked for a raw tuna dish and they just gave you a tuna flopping about on your plate, Wait, I'd kind of be like, okay. So tartare means like it's like tata or it's something meant, like it's that, meant isn't to be it? Like raw, yeah. Raw, isn't that just yeah. sashimi? Well, no, tartare is like diced up into little sort of cubes. Usually you get like a beef tartare. Yeah, unlike sashimi. (laughs) No, well, sashimi is usually like 
fillets. Sushimi's like fillets. Not really of, a fillet. It's diced up into a small sort of rectangle. Yeah, but this is like tiny little cubes. Like it's like it's like minced. Right. That's what it is. So a tartare is like more like a mince. Okay. And so what did she get, Ron? So this is my fave line. To her horror, she was served an underwhelming dish, which consisted of a tin of tuna on a plate surrounded by a generous amount of packet potato chips. I got a second. Like, literally, someone's taken the thing off the, the can, the tin lid off, yeah. and put it in the middle of a plate and put potato chips around. <laughs> Canned tuna. $28, thanks. For a, they're like a, a dollar in the shops. It, to be fair, it looked like a fancier one, but, yeah, it was still canned tuna. Like the lemon and pepper well, or the sun-dried no, okay. tomato tuna. To be fair, it didn't look like it didn't look like a can of sort of cooked tuna. It does look kind of ceviche-styled-ish. Um, and they did sprinkle a little bit of green herb over the top of it. I mean, yesterday's parsley was, you know, elevated the uh, price of the dish. But, yeah, that does seem a bit funny, doesn't it? What a rip-off. Um, but she sent it back and got her money back. So I don't know why this is making international news. Yeah. This, this happened in Canada. Oh, my God. That's incredible. International headlines. I wasn't happy with my dish. <laughs> And I got my money back. Well, my jaw is on the floor, Bron. Uh, What else have you got for us? This this is also fish-themed from the New York Post. I bought fish for lunch but was horrified to discover it's human teeth. What? That's from the New York Post. Ate someone's dentures or something? Yeah, did the the fish eat the teeth or did it have teeth? Because if I saw a fish with human teeth like big old chompers, I would honestly, yeah, I think I was in a cartoon. It was a, it's a big head carp, apparently, which just is a fish with bigger teeth than the normal fish, I guess. So it was fish teeth. It was fish teeth. They were just pretty big. They were big. Human-sized <laughs> yeah. and slightly shaped. Yeah. And so what, they just saw the fish with teeth? They brought it home and had to throw it out because they didn't want to cook with the human teeth in it. Well, hmm. Usually, take, well, often the head is taken off a fish, so... She could be eating big teeth fish all the time. It's just this time the yeah. head's still attached. It's it's kind of weird to suddenly get finicky about, like, you're like, oh, I'm going to kill a fish and take it home yeah. and chop it up and then get weird that it's got nice big teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's yuck. You weren't going to eat the teeth anyway. What do you do? Like, just eat the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Do you normally you, eat that bit? Unless you eat the fish teeth, usually. <laughs> Why would this matter? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, well, thank you for that fish-related quick did, fish. Did they think it was a like a type of, you know, a human talk caught in fish form? Because, yeah. like, that's... If mermaids exist, that's like, a, like one twelfth of a mermaid. You know, usually the mermaid human split is 50-50, but this is sort of like a... 96% fish <laughs> mermaid this, with the... We could have found the, uh, the first mermaid. That's technically a mermaid, honestly. <laughs> if it starts with the teeth there, turning human down the body. It was a, it was a mermaid starter kit. <laughs> imagine how, like, this teeth... Imagine this, this fish would have been so proud its whole life. Everyone would have been like, God, you've got such nice big teeth. They're so nice. And it would have been like, yeah, thank you. And then it gets caught and we're like, ugh, yuck. Look at this fish's teeth. Disgusting. Man, that sucks. Anyway, it's uh, good of you to bring in uh, some 
articles for us, Bron. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, wow. I just saw a video of it. They do look like huge teeth. What, from the old Big Ed carp? <laughs> yeah, they're peeling back the mouth and everything, and there's just some really big teeth there. That's it from us, producer Bron, Alex, and the Big Ed carp himself, Matt O'Kahn. <laughs> Punching out another potty for you. Thank you so much for your company. It's been really nice and great news. We've got another big episode for you tomorrow. Yeah, we can't wait to join you then. But until then, bye-bye. Hope you have a good one. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.